Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rapid Reviews Radio, episode 25. Whoa. Yeah. It's quite, <laughs> quite surprising. Pleasantly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never thought we'd get this far. No, I didn't at all. Uh, I am your co-host, Kylie Wilde, and I'm joined by Pete Beckett. Uh, Hello. And we are in our uh, isolation phase. <laughs> uh, again and still again for the next still. few months. Yes. Uh, so how, how have you been? How's this been for you? Um, I want to rip my hair out. Let's just say <laughs> that. I'm so, so bored. Oh gosh. That's, um, uh, that's, seems to be what I, what I hear from a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've kind of had enough of seeing the inside of my house, to be honest. But, right. Um, I, I'm quite thankful for the fact that, uh, Square Enix decided to allow yeah. retailers to actually sell Final Fantasy VII Remake early. So, yeah. I got my copy a couple of days ago. <laughs> so lucky. So, so I know. Lucky. And I have to apologize. I wanted to stream it. Yeah. Uh, I put a post out, and uh, the same thing that happened with you with Doom Eternal, yeah. they just wouldn't allow it through the, through the PS4's uh, in, onboard software. So, yeah. I would imagine that will, will probably unlock on Friday. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm betcha is it will. Um, which yeah, I'm looking so forward I, to because oh my gosh, that game. Ugh. Yeah, I sent you a screenshot the you other did. day of an area I was in in Sector oh, Seven, and it looks beautiful. outstanding. Absolutely it's crazy. Beautiful. And that but, was a low quality JPEG, you know, sent taken off my phone. Exactly, and it was still stunning. So ah. Yeah. I can't wait. It's crazy though, right? So what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to be playing it for the next week, and yeah. I might, if I'm, if your viewers are lucky, I might start it on Friday because it is actually uh, Good Friday. Oh right. So I, I haven't got to work. I may, um, I may just play it all day and yeah. stream it. That sounds good to me. So so we'll we'll, we'll see if I can get on <laughs> if I can obviously get on to do that. Yeah. So long as the PS4 allows me to. do do so then i will but if not then you'll know about it because yeah. there won't be a sh- <laughs> <laughs> this is very true anyway um, I- i've rambled how are you <laughs> i'm i'm great after knocking the power off at my house so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god how did you do that i i i am an idiot folks at home um <laughs> you didn't have to tell we all knew that but go on <laughs> i was power washing my garage door or yeah. how do you guys say it? Y'all say garage, I think. The garage. Oh, you are, yeah. well, well, look, you're an American. You're a filthy casual. You don't know the English language, so you can stick with garage if you want. Apparently, that's the French way to say it, which is funny. Um, but uh, I was power washing my, my garage, but it hadn't shut all the way. But I got it as shut as mo- most as I could. And yep. I'm, uh, so I'm sitting there power washing. Oh, it's so amazing. It's just, oh, you can see just the clean surface coming through. And I'm just like in la la land, enjoying myself. And then all of a sudden, the people I have staying at my house come flooding out <laughs> and running out to me <laughs> going, What have you done? What have you done? <laughs> it's like, What? Uh, well, you got to wonder when they start saying, What have you done? Yeah, exactly. be literally anything with you. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm having fun. What? Uh, so I, I pull up the garage door and I had completely water blasted the uh, outlet, uh, the electrical outlet that's on the garage wall, which then shorted out my entire home electricity. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear uh, this properly, but... <laughs> okay, uh, so you can then. A round of applause, yes. Uh... <laughs> 
shutting down all computers and everything, just poof, like I just pulled the plug. And it took another 10 or 15 minutes for it to dry out before I could get it all up and running again. So that was quite the adventure. You uh, are actually very, very lucky you didn't kill everyone in your house. I know. That's, that's what everyone was telling me. So. Well, oh, my gosh. I mean, you're usually used to isolation periods. I just think it's the people in your house that's thrown you off. <laughs> to be fair, yes, I am so thrown off. Uh, everything, routine, uh, personal bubble space, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are out there, and, and I know because I get the messages, and, and I do try my best to empathize. So many people out there, you know, they're mm. lonely, they're actually isolated, they're tired of seeing the inside of their house, as you say. Um, yeah. And they just want to just socialize and be around other people. And I'm just like, I want the people in my house out. And I want to be alone again. <laughs> yeah, yeah because then, then it means you can kill yourself with no issues, really. Without someone running out of the house saying, you're going to kill us too. I do wonder what would have happened. Like, if I finished doing that and put the power washer away with no one, if no one was in my house, and I walked in and the lights were all off. I wonder if I'd have ever dawned on, like, you sprayed the outlet. <laughs> I, I think you would have picked up on it eventually. Oh. Uh, when you tried to unplug the uh, the power washer and it just started <laughs> sparking true. like a, like anything. <laughs> and pouring water out of the, the, the whole, like, everything. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, of course. And then, and, and then when you come to realise that on Sunday, podcast is cancelled because you've got literally no working equipment at all. <laughs> Ah, apocalyptic adventures with Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you build your own bomb shelter. You've got to put up with the apocalyptic nature of things. That's true. It's apocalypse twenty four seven with me. Um... <laughs> In fact, your life should be renamed to Apocalyptica. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I could, I could do that. I could live with that. But. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. should we get on to the news? We will go on to the news, yes. Okay, I'm going to start with this one because this is a sh uh, the first couple are probably shorter ones. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with the unfortunate news that The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed due to the coronavirus. Yes. Uh, the uh, According to Jason Schreier of Kotaku, so press X to Jason, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the game is apparently done, but will struggle to meet its release date due to logistics and shipping. Yeah. Which makes sense. It it does make sense. Um, and I kind of wonder... It's the indefinitely that... Uh, yeah, I, is... I had left that out intentionally because I wanted to sort of discuss that sort yeah. of really with you. So uh, the indefinitely is definitely intriguing to me as well. Yeah. So what do you think? What's your your first thoughts? I I wonder how much of this. Okay, a we definitely know that a lot of the components are made and put together in China, so that's probably yep. a big part of it. And then yes, there is the whole idea that most of the globe is on shutdown, lockdown. So yeah, shipping is not great. I've had to stop my own buying of things online because yeah. the shipping is just you know people are closed down. Um, but my other thought is, and maybe it's a silly thought, but I mean, Last of Us is about a post-apocalyptic virus. 
so I do wonder how much of this will be, I think they indefinitely could be tied to let's do some market research and see when the best time to release this is so that yep. you know more people buy it instead of going, oh, I'm a little bit scared of that. I don't want to relive that or something, you know, something to that effect. Yeah, could be the whole PTSD of the whole situation exactly. could could get to someone later on in the year and go, yeah. Oh, I remember when I was stuck in my house for like three, four months, you know, exactly. at the beginning of this year. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just a bit of a, a bit of an interesting one to me, really, that is indefinitely delayed. Yeah. Does that then mean that this is indefinitely delayed because of PS5 launch as well? Right. I, I would so, think that's probably related as well. Um, yeah. So are we getting this cross-generational? Are we? Is this just going to be a PS4 game regardless? Or are they just going to take the extra time and go, you know what, this yeah. is a PS5 game. This is not a PS4 game anymore. I, I wonder, my, my thoughts are if they delay, if Sony delays the PS5, then I yep. would think that the Last of Us will be released as a PS4 game with a uh, what? oh with yeah yeah the possibility to upgrade you know afterwards. If kind of kind of like the smart delivery system for yes, Xbox exactly. If the if Sony doesn't delay the PS5, I think The Last of Us Part Two will release solely as a PS5 game. That's my thoughts. Reasonable. Yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable thought. I did want to ask you one thing mm -hmm. as well. Because there is another game in the pipeline that's coming this summer for uh, Sony and specifically Sony Santa Monica. Uh huh. Or was it? No, Sucker Punch. Sorry. Um, is Ghost of Tsushima? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Does this mean that this is that Ghost of Tsushima is also going to get delayed? I think. Oh yeah, hands down. Um, it's already been delayed, which was surprising to me because that is a that's been anticipated for a couple of years now. Uh, yeah, uh, I've I've been looking forward to it since i saw the 2018 yes. e3 trailer that looked insanely good yeah that got all of us like totally hyped and ready <laughs> yeah i and, mean uh, let's be honest here i love stuff to do oh, with samurai and yes the Shogun and that specific time period of japan is like one of my favorites absolutely so, having to go back and play through that it was something that i was like i really want this because yeah you know it, it gave off some very strong uh Oh god, where the samurai vibes mm -hmm. to me, mm -hmm. and that game is superb. It is, it is. Well, that series anyway, because there's four of them, which yeah. you don't actually know. There's four of them. I was gonna say, there's four. <laughs> yeah. So the first two were PS2, right? The yes. One was PS3, and I believe the fourth one was PS3 as well. But I think there's a PS4 one, so it oh. might even be five. Wow. I yeah. Have not kept up with that series. No, they're quite niche now, mm -hmm. which is weird, really mm -hmm. weird to say. It is really weird. Uh, goes. I'm not going to remember. But, um, yeah, I do think that it will be delayed. Uh, I have a feeling that kind of just following my same exact logic that if Sony doesn't uh, delay the release of the PS5, they will probably also release as solely PS5. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I think they're going to delay it. I think I it's March, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing about that is if Microsoft are still on course to come out at the end of this year, the last time that they did this, they basically gave Microsoft a free lead. Yes, that's right. Uh, with, the, with the 360 after they, they delayed did. the PS3's launch for a yes. long time. That's they, why I switched over to Xbox. 
That's the exact yes, time I did. Mm -hmm. It was with yeah. me. I never owned an original Xbox. I owned a 360. Yeah. Because the wait for the PS3 was going to be too much, and then the price point was too much for me yep. as well. That's exactly why. It's exactly why I went for 360. Uh, well, that and Halo 3, but it was mostly well, because yeah. it came out first, and uh, yeah, yeah, and was I could afford it at the time. Um, well, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I decided to wait a few months so I could actually get the proper twenty gig one without having to go to the arcade version and get that terrible little memory unit. Yeah, I think my first one was the arcade version, and then it got <laughs> stolen. It, my yeah. house got robbed. That's a whole oh nother story. Um, <laughs> yeah, my house got robbed. Uh, they stole my SpongeBob TV, which was what? sad. I loved that TV. Yeah, SpongeBob themed TV. Uh, my Xbox arcade at the time, and yep. one of my tubs of comic books. How dare they? Were some of my oldest uh, X Men from like we're talking yeah. like the seventies and eighties. So oh uh, wow, yeah, okay. we're talking like Silver Age and stuff. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine felt terrible for me, and they reached out to a bunch of uh, Marvel, mostly X Men creators, former yeah. and present. And one of them replied back, and it was the most amazing thing. Warren Ellis. That's amazing. Warren Ellis emailed me. Emailed nice. me a script for an X-Men comic that was due to come out that had yep. his liner notes in it. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. And uh, I got to know his thoughts on Scott Summers, Cyclops, which mirror my own. Uh, okay, so and, he hates them too. Oh yeah, in very graphic, graphic language. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say on, on our wonderful podcast. Uh, but Tell me after. I was going to say, remind me. I will try to screenshot it and send it to you. Oh. Sure. But anyway, God, that was way off track. So <laughs> I had to go out. I had to go out and buy another Xbox 360, but I did. Yeah. And, I, and that one, I bought the 20 gig one. Um, and then six months after that, the police called me and said, oh, we found your Xbox. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want it back. I know, I like, <laughs> Dang it. So I had that one sitting around forever, which actually came yeah. in uh, good because the 20 gig got the red ring of death. So yeah, I had did. to send that back and then could play the arcade one for a little bit yeah because it was yeah. an overheating issue it was. Some, i'm sure it was something to do with that that um hard drive they had on it wasn't it oh it had to be um yeah and yeah then... if, your, if your arcade version didn't red ring then that would make sense wouldn't it yeah and i remember that hard drive. yeah that's that that's got to be what it was because um i remember reading like quick fixes and stuff and so i'd turn a fan on it yeah, uh, and and that would help a little bit, but I mean, if you're gaming for two or three hours, a fan, a regular house fan, is not gonna. It's cool not really gonna do anything at all. So, but they they did. I will say, Microsoft fixed it for free. They picked it up and sent it back, no charge on my part. Yep, uh, I used it a couple of times. It was <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Yep, and so. I have a, a respect for that, um, which brings me to my thoughts about this. Um, yeah. I do wonder, as we're going into, what are we? We're in Q, we're in Q2 now, aren't we? Of the... Te uh, technically, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're technically in Q, Q1 of the financial year. Right. Um, well, and then they're set to release in Q4. Or Q3. I don't remember. Towards the I end. I don't. Yeah, it's, it's, they're set to... Re 
it's rumored that they'll be between August and November. Let's just say that. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And um, so people, let's be honest, aren't going to have money this year. <laughs> They're just not. No, no. Unless... Ah, no, we won't get into that. That's economics and that's boring. Oh, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's not, because that's yeah. a hot, hot bed of an issue waiting yeah. to happen. Yeah, and, and I'm about to go full nerd, and it would just be boring to our wonderful, wonderful, lovely listeners. Um, it would be boring to me too, but you It know. would be very boring to me. <laughs> but um, but you, you at least have the kindness to go, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that's kind of true. And if I'm bo- if I'm bored of it, I will go shut up. Yeah, he'll just yeah he'll just send me a meme and throw me off track. It works every time. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I do wonder what both uh, Microsoft and uh, Sony are going to do at the end of this year. When let's just say people don't have money, they haven't been working. Yeah, uh, we've all had to tighten our belts just to get through these next few months, and this is globally, not even locally. Yeah. This is pure globally, um, and their sales figures are going to be down. So that means, do they reduce the price of these machines, making them more accessible to more people, so that more games yep. can be sold, or do yep. they, uh, you know, delay the release so they can release it at full price? Um, I, it'll be interesting yeah I what? think to be honest after what I heard from Phil Spencer the other day on the IGN Unlocked podcast I think it's uh-huh. like that anyway yeah. uh, they are apparently on track to still come out this year and I think I think they'd already sort of anticipated that something was going to happen with the the distribution and the finding of parts because obviously oh, they've yeah. known about this in China a lot longer yeah. than they than we have over in the Western world. Yeah, officially so, it was November of twenty nineteen. That's yeah, officially so, what they say. Yeah, so now obviously those uh manufacturing plants are starting to come up again now that yeah. they're able to produce more more materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Microsoft are on track. I think Sony are not. Right. Right. Um, you know, it seems pretty pretty prevalent. And I heard this the other day in another podcast I was listening to that, to be honest, I agree with it as well, is that we haven't seen anything from the PlayStation no. at all, mm-hmm. which worries me. But yet uh, Microsoft have laid their entire hand out on the table for Sony to go, oh, look, you've got a flush. Yeah. Uh, you know. Which, if this was a normal year, I yeah. would, I've said it before, on this uh, podcast that that is Sony's that's how they play that's the game they play you know they watch what Microsoft does Microsoft does lay yeah. all their cards out every time uh, not 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 always look at the Xbox one they were very oh, tight lipped yeah. certain aspects of it until the the unit launched and they had that that's because horrendous messed, yeah. presentation with Don Matrick oh my gosh yeah they oh they just messed up so bad. That whole yeah, exactly. we've said that many times, but that whole marketing yeah. thing for Xbox One was just yeah, it was it, it was a nightmare. I mean, that was the thing. I think a lot of this is down to arrogance and cockiness. Yeah. Is that the the company that has theoretically won the last generation mm-hmm. will be too cocky going into the next one, and they will stuff up something proper. So look at 
the PS3. So mm-hmm. the PS2 oh, was a yeah. massive yeah. success. You're right. So Sony got arrogant. They did. Put all this technology into it and expected people to still pay $600 yeah. for, for a console. Holy crap. <laughs> exactly. So then yeah. Microsoft, all they had to do was go 360. Exactly. 200 pounds or $300. It was. It was $299. That's, that's it. That's, yeah. that's it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all they had to do. It's that like the famous 1995 E3 where Sony literally just dropped the dropped it and just yeah. went 199.99. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they pretty much chucked two fingers up to Sega and well, went, "Ha, ah, screw you." See, that right there kind of confirms what I Okay, what I would do, I mean, if I I mean, my business obviously is different. So I'm but I'm still looking yeah. at this purely from a CEO point of view. Yeah. I would go ahead if I had the units to sell. <clears throat> Cuz if you didn't have the units to sell, that's a whole different ball game we're not even in. But let's say we have the units to sell. Uh, and this goes yeah. for both uh, Xbox and Sony. Um, or Microsoft and Sony. I would drop that price, not a lot, but enough. Enough that it would appeal to a larger market. Uh, get as many units sold as I could because the real money makers is going to be the, for, for Microsoft it would be Xbox Gold, uh, Xbox Full Access, uh, you know the all of that and the games. Yeah. And so you, if you get the, if you, it's like when you buy a printer, and yeah. the printer's cheap. You can get printers for nothing. But the yeah, ink is ridiculously expensive, and you have to keep buying it constantly. Yeah. Um, unless you're like me and you rig up a CISS thing that lets you refill it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> refill it by hand but anyway uh but the my point is uh taking that logic if they sell the machines Mm -hmm. for lower their long-term gains will be great yeah in software sales it will be for sure exactly exactly so my theory is if they come out now yeah and if they come out now if they have enough units uh they're going to drop the price. I don't see you being too far wrong there, but yeah. I, I I do wonder whether Sony are going to play ball with mm-hmm. that at all. Apparently, according to a report that went out, it's cost them nearly $500 per unit to be oh put it together. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, uh, that's bad business. Bad business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the point. But yeah. uh, we'll move away from this topic because I thought yeah. that was going to be a quick one. That is not a quick know, one because of us, us sidetracking, obviously. I but know. it does it does have a massive impact on the next generation. The it does, you know, yeah. the, the the last couple of games that are officially confirmed for the PS4. It has a huge impact on them too. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're lucky really that one of them was Final Fantasy VII remake, yes. and that's that's obviously not being affected by it. Luckily, yeah. that's very good. Oh. Yeah. Again, so. so lucky. <laughs> I I know, I know. But you messaged me the other day and you said, "Shall I get this?" And I went physical copy. You're not going to get no. any chance of that whatsoever. See, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty crafty. I I have connections. Uh, I can't get that. <laughs> no. I can't. I tried. It's not happening. <laughs> nah, there's no. I ordered this months ago, yeah. so that's probably why. 
Oh gosh, yeah, that's exactly you did perfect. Okay, yeah, yeah. As soon as I played it at EGX, that was it. I put yeah. my pre-order down, and I've definitely done it the right way. No, yeah. I knew what I was well, doing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's uh, move on. Yes. Okay, so we've had some unfortunate news about a publication shutting down or due to shut down, and that is official Xbox magazine, which has been running since two thousand and one. Yeah. Um, Future Publishing has announced the magazine closure as well as letting go some of their freelancers. Um, I'm going to be very honest. As a person who has worked in paper media their entire adult life, uh, not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised by this either. Print media has really gone down the... Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The only actual uh, print, like, in-hand uh, media that I've picked up in the last few years is edge magazine and I'll be uh, Ed, Ed, edge is still really it's, good though that's why it's so beautiful it's so well it's a piece of art every month yeah uh, those subscriber covers i see oh. uh one of our listeners thomas um llama fluff 42 always posts them up and they They're look stunning gorgeous. every time yeah um and then and they're laid out so well inside and just ah whoever their team of graphic designers are they're just fabulous they're top notch um, yeah. So they're the only paper media that I have bought at all. Uh, yeah. Mm. At all. In I mean, the last five years, I'd say. I mean, I don't buy. Uh, in the last five years, I used to subscribe to Empire Film Magazine. But, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I stopped, stopped that for uh, yeah. after uh, most of that became basically an excuse for them to keep bashing President Trump. Oh, <laughs> right. Um, which annoys the heck out of me. It's like, what does politics have uh, to do yeah. with so stop that and film uh, I, yeah exactly and i also get my free subscriber copy for starburst film magazine because i do mm. some work with them yes. which is still quite cool yeah so i get a free i get a free copy every month which That's is awesome. great yeah exactly. um other than that like i'm interested in going back to print media actually because there's some really good magazines out there that i would be interested in picking up I... The only issue I have with it is that because <laughs> of the internet, <laughs> it's the uh, you know the internet means that you can get the news so much quicker than a print exactly. publication. Exactly. But, I mean, there are some out there that look really good. You know, Edge Magazine has always got those beautiful subscriber mm -hmm. covers. Mm -hmm. um, Switch, Switch Player Magazine looks really cool as well because that's kind of like the only print publication that has anything to do with uh, Nintendo now mm -hmm. after um, official Nintendo magazine shut down. Right. So I think they're kind of hitting a niche market there, which yeah. is good. And yeah. and I, I, a couple of the people on our site actually do some stuff with them yes. as well. So, that's right. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool, actually. And they always put together some really good uh, subscriber covers as well. So yes, fair play to them. So I'd be interested in giving them a try because I haven't actually got a copy yet, but I will plan on it at some point. Yeah. No, it looks every time someone posts up a, a copy of it, it looks so good. Um but uh, you know what's weird? And I know we're getting off on a tangent. We need to wrap this up. No, it's, no, it's fine. <laughs> Speaking of just old magazines, uh, yeah. like, yes, the internet is completely at your fingertips. And mm -hmm. so your current news and your current gaming news, all that stuff's right here. But mm -hmm. I love getting, I'm, I am starting to collect old, like, National Geographics um, and old old um interior design magazines from like the 50s oh, nice. and 60s yeah um yeah because the stuff oh and old oh my gosh old time magazines 
when you read Ooh, stuff, wow, yeah. that is amazing. Now, I will say that Time is really good, and they put their old stuff online. It used to be free. I haven't checked in the last few okay. years or whatever. It is so amazing to read things that were happening in that time period that were so important, so massive, and you don't, like nowadays, I don't know who these people are. I had to go like look up people in Wikipedia uh, because yeah. there's just nothing about them nowadays, and yet they were these massive figures during this time. And then yeah. uh, also I like to look at the ads because it's just neat. It's kind of like a time machine. It just transports you back in time, and I love that. But uh, Yeah, that, that is great, to be fair. Yeah, so I've kind of picked up this affinity for just old print media. And um, it, is, yeah. it is a dying art, and I got my start in print media, and I hate to see it go. But at the same time, it's time has passed, you know. Yeah, it of is, course. It is an internet age. <laughs> It is indeed. There, like I said, there are still some out there that are still doing some great work, but I think we are long past print yeah. media now as being a thing. Yes, I do. Um, I, I think if you can do some stuff with print and online, then great. Because yeah. Starburst do that very well. Empire do that very well. Mm -hmm. You do sort of feel like you're just reading the same stuff over and over again because if you read it online and then you get the yeah. copy the magazine later you are just reading the same article exactly yeah. so I, I just think that most companies now uh especially people like future publishing are probably mm -hmm. going to go down the route of let's shut down the vast majority of our print magazines just for the online section and because let's be honest it's costing them a lot of money and a lot of resources say, just to exactly. just to keep doing this yeah i was gonna say it's not only more cost effective um, as they say in the newspaper business. But if we look at it from a global perspective, it is better for the environment. I mean... Oh, yeah. You know, it's less paper waste, um, less ink yep. waste. I mean, I'll be very honest. I know that my my career, my business is in print, but I'm yeah. here to tell you that ink, it's not good for the environment. <laughs> you can no, get isn't. some ink that is, but it's not freely available just yet. <laughs> So. Just look at the way it stains your fingers. If it stains <laughs> your fingers, what the hell is it going to do to the earth? Yeah, and where do they get it from? So, yeah. Uh, I, I just thought they milked, um, you know, <laughs> octopuses for that. Oh, <laughs> oh! I just have this great image of these, like, octopus farms. Like, dairy farms. Aww. Oh, my God, that's terrible. <laughs> no, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, shall we move, we'll move on then, shall we? Yeah. Or I get you more and more annoyed by that. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to have to get you to do me a favor on this one, though. Okay. I can't read this story. <laughs> you need an objective person? Objective point of view? <laughs> yes. Please please take this story, I and I, I will save um, reaction until uh -huh. the end. Okay. Uh, Video Game Chronicles, VGC, reports that many Mario games are due to be remastered and released on the Switch for Mario's 35th anniversary. The news was due to be announced at E3 this year, but plans have changed due to pandemic. Games cited were Mario 64, Sunshine, Galaxy 1 and 2 in an all-stars-like package, and Mario 3D World Deluxe. Yep, I was expecting a squee, and I got it. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Uh, I'm sorry, viewers, or listeners. I would take the lead on the news, but 
I couldn't do that without, you know, going a bit crazy about Yeah, it. yeah, this is like, this was made for you. It's like, here, like, Pete, This here, came out on Monday. Kid. This is literally like a day after we recorded our last episode. This yeah. came out doing the rounds and I literally went, if this isn't on the news stories for the week, then I'll also help me God. <laughs> uh, as soon as I saw it, I think it was posted in Discord where I first saw it, I think. Uh, might have been Twitter, but as soon as I saw the headline, I was like, yep, that's going to be on the news next week. <laughs> <laughs> Am I that predictable? Uh, when it comes to Mario, yeah. <laughs> okay. all, right. I'll, all right, I'll let you off with that one. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, I mean, uh, what do I say uh, about this? Please be real. I know. I Look, I, I'm not... I, I hate to say that I'm not as a big fan as, as you are. I, I'm... I, a huge fan of the Mario verse, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but I definitely think that you take the cake in that respect. Um, yep. and I'm excited to see that happen. That will make me pick up my Switch. I can tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, too too right. Yeah. I mean, I think I've made it very abundantly clear on <laughs> uh, podcast that I'm not the biggest fan of 64 or Sunshine. Right. Right. Which like, I have my reasons behind them. Yeah. Um, you know, 64's camera acted like oh, a, it's terrible. A, a hideous anus at the yeah. best of time. Um, and Sunshine took movement options away from Mario in, te- in you know, in replacement of Flood, which right. I didn't like. Yeah. The whole point of it is that the camera got better in the 3D games and his movement also got better. Yeah. But they took options away from him, so it's not... And let's be honest... I didn't want to play a game as a glorified janitor. <laughs> yes. So, um, um, you know, you'd rather um, be a glorified plumber. <laughs> he's not even a he's not even a very good plumber. No, he's not. <laughs> look, 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 he doesn't wear a tie, so therefore he's not a good plumber. There you go. <laughs> that is the, that is literally the worst in joke uh... I could ever make to anything. That was terrible. I'm so sorry. Ah. Uh... Uh, I'll, I'll give the context. There was once a game on the Sega CD or the Mega CD over here. Yes. That was called Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It is. It was uh, bad. Little known, but it's hilarious if you can find a Let's Play of it. <laughs> uh, a- AVGN done a video on it and it's hilarious. Yes. Yep. Yep. Gosh, yeah. So, I, recognize, but, I mean, I uh, recommend most of AVG yeah. stuff. Yeah, me too. Just. Um, Fast so, through his skip parts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. so oh man. I know. I want this to be true. I want this to be real. I want this to be actually a thing. It makes sense, but, this... <sighs> but it hasn't been official. It has not been no officially confirmed. Um, yep. So we have to. We still have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, this is still rumours. It annoys me. It annoys me that it's still just a rumour. But, I mean, apparently they were due to, like you said in the news story, to uh, give the information out at E3 this year in June. But they might be bringing the plans up a little bit sooner just to announce this. So it could be in a future direct. could be just, you know, a standalone presentation. Who knows? I mean, look at the amount of stuff I've done for Mario's 35th anniversary already. Right. The partnership with Lego, Levi's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds pretty believable. And look at it what does, they did for yeah. Mario's 25th, where yeah. they released Mario All-Stars. They re-released yeah. Mario All-Stars say, on the Wii. Yes, they did. They did. Um, yeah, so, so I think if they're going to do this, 
like how they did with the original All Stars on uh, on the SNES. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope they do up-res the uh, Mario 64 and Sunshine a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'd um, like to see I, that happen. I, I don't want Mario 64 to look like an N64 game on that collection. Cause, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, um, it's very bad. Oh. I mean, GameCube was able to to put out HD graphics. So I don't think you need to do much with Sunshine. Galaxy 1, 2 just need a bit of HD and that's it. Yeah. And they, and just the changing of the motion controls. That's oh yeah, that's it. good point. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. But the one I'm most ex- honestly, the one I'm most excited about, Mario 3D World. That yeah. game is superb. It is and needs to be played by more people. So if they release this as a deluxe version, like they did with um, oh god, New Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Yes. Then, uh, then the, we're going to be in for a real treat here. Yeah. Yeah. I will right. I, I will finally get to join in on all the Switch discussions because I'll have mm. actually played something that everybody's playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, without without going into too many details, mm-hmm. I, I've perpetually got one of the musics from uh Mario 3D World stuck in my head <laughs> all the time. Ah. Uh, well, and see, it is a banging tune as well. I get jump up superstar <laughs> stuck in my head all the time. That annoys me sometimes. Like, I love the song, but it annoys me. They've played oh, it too many it could, times. Exactly. Just over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we should probably move on because we're short on time. Yeah, we have We are indeed, yeah. But I'll just finish this off. One last thing. Please be in one package and not oh, be sold gosh. individually. Yes. Okay, I have to second that. Yes, absolutely. Ah. Nintendo, you've been so good to us so far. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> here's, another, here's another idea as well. Mm-hmm. Literally re-release um, All Stars 1 on a Switch cartridge as well. Yeah. Oh, With, yeah. So imagine if they did this, right? Mm-hmm. Release Super Mario All Stars plus World on the cartridge, mm-hmm. because that is the rarest version of them. Yes. Um, then they, they, they went, all right, so we're going to release this, and this is being Shadow Drops, you know, in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, the news, Mario All-Stars 2. <laughs> oh, and wow. And it's got, it's got Mario 64, Sunshine, yeah. Galaxy 1 and 2 in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'd be so hyped. That would be very cool. <laughs> I would be on board with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay, we will move on then. Okay, we are going to do a super quick, you got this. Yeah. I say that all the time, but you got this is our (laughs) two-minute segment that is rarely two minutes. Uh, But we're in a a difficult time, difficult time for all of us. Uh, We're all out of our comfort zones, I'd say, uh, in various ways and degrees. Um, So uh, there's been a lot of studies coming out that... Um, a majority of people, both in the UK and US, um, so I would say that that probably reflects lots of people around the world. Uh, Pretty much everyone. Yeah. Um, their mental health is really taking a hit. Um, yeah. I will say for me personally, uh, I have a team of therapists and I just have some really great people and they're not taking appointments right now, obviously. Um, they are doing phone 
uh, consultations. So that's good. But that means they're still I, working. Yeah. I've heard that a lot in my uh, in my job because I have to do I do have oh, to right. call med- uh, surgeries up for medical reports. Right. Right. Of course. Um, so, but that means that a lot of us are oh we're having to really I don't even know the right word. I was going to say control, but that's not the right word. We're just having to kind of go with a flow go with a flow and just do what we can roll, roll with the punches roll with the punches yes um and something that helps with that is this kind of it's a it's become a buzzword but it it has an actual meaning which yep. is called mindfulness um now oh yeah yeah it it mindfulness can mean many different things to many different people uh so basically the NHS says that uh, mindfulness means knowing directly what is going on inside and outside ourselves moment by moment. Um, <laughs> I know that you and I both are very uh, internal, self-reflective, self-aware people. <laughs> yeah. So in some ways, this is just how we live. But I know that there's a lot of people out there that uh, they get distracted by the day to day and they don't yeah. realize that something's going on inside. Uh, until they stop and think about it. Yeah. So um, with mindfulness, uh, it's very, very needed in these next few weeks of isolation for all of us. And the NHS has some tips on how to be more mindful. So again, you can find this all this information at the NHS.uk um, under conditions, stress, anxiety, depression, and then mindfulness. Um, yeah good little resource that one yeah yeah because i'm getting a lot of things uh for myself off of this whole thing and then of course last week's uh you got this was also from this website um but uh, they say how to be more mindful uh you need to remind yourself to take notice of your thoughts feeling body sensations and the world around you uh that sounds a bit weird it sounds a bit weird it does yeah but I also know that I'm the type of person, especially when I'm in my workaholic mode, which I can't be yeah. in right now. Of course. Sent me into panic. But um, <laughs> I, I can work about 12 hours straight, never realize yeah. I'm hungry and never realize I'm tired or that I've cut myself on one of my machines. Until oh, I, yeah. I've done that a thousand yeah, times as well. Exactly. Uh, so being more mindful means you'd be more aware of those things. Um, yeah. and it, it is a learned behavior. It's not a natural thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, but they say to notice the everyday, uh, just notice your sensations of things, the food we eat, the air moving past the bodies as we walk. All yep. this may sound very small, but it has a huge power to interrupt the, quote, autopilot mode we often engage day to day and to give us new perspectives on life. I have to agree with that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Autopilot's one of the worst things yeah. in the world. Yeah. And I will flip that autopilot switch as soon, you know, like I wake up in the morning. I have a routine. I follow it. You know. I think, I think most people generally I, do, don't I they? I do like, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm now pretty much in that situation with working mm-hmm. from home that exactly. literally I'll get I'll get up, put the kettle on, I'll start setting my computer up in my workspace because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not lucky in the fact that I I have to hardwire in for my my phone at work, so I right. have to be near the router. So I'm down in my kitchen. Yeah. So I am literally just 
seven a.m. just getting up, put the kettle it, on, yeah. start but wiring myself, wiring yeah. up all the all the setup, and then boom, the computer's on at ten past seven, mm-hmm. and I'm logging on and all that sort of thing. I'm not starting until half past eight, but I'm getting it all set up ready to a point, so I can literally go. All right, it's half eight. I'm on. I'm done. Exactly. I'm good. Exactly. You know. Um, yeah, and it's just so easy to kind of fall into that, which means you put all of your internal self-reflection on pause. Uh, so you could be starting yeah. to feel, let's say you could, let, let's say that a person has, uh, you know, clinical depression. Um, yeah. And they keep putting all that, pushing that all that aside so that they can go on autopilot and just get through the day. Well, all that's going to build up. <laughs> and yeah, of course it is. Hit you out of the blue, which has happened to me as well. Um, so they go on to say, uh, try new things, um, which is kind of difficult now, but they mentioned like going on a different route on your, uh, like your daily walks and stuff. Yep. Um, just make sure to keep those walks regular, um, to watch your thoughts. Some people find it very difficult to practice mindfulness. As soon as they stop what they're doing, lots of thoughts and worries crowd in. That, far too many that is yeah that is me 110 percent yep which is why i even started researching this uh because i mean honestly a true workaholic um they do that because you can turn your brain off and just obsess on the thing that you're working on yeah that's which is the exact reason i do it i'm very self-aware it, yeah 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 um, it's it's so much of I'm focusing my energy on something positive rather than let the negativity get me down. Exactly. Uh, The problem is my business is closed like much of the other universe. (laughs) You have literally got no choice at the moment. I have no choice. So uh, I have only got the choice to self-reflect like crazy. That Uh, and play and that and play Doom and Fallout. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm switching between both. Uh, of but, but yeah, I mean, it, it does come down to that. That's why I'm a workaholic, so that I don't have to have thoughts and worries come yeah. in. But I'm not working right now. Uh, yeah. So I like this next statement. It might, okay. it might be useful to remember that mindfulness isn't about making these thoughts go away but rather about yeah. seeing them as mental events. That's okay. actually what I'm doing in therapy now is allowing thoughts and feelings to flow over yeah. me rather than deny them. So yeah. for anyone else out there, this might help you. Uh, mm-hmm. Imagine standing at a bus station and seeing, quote, thought buses coming and going without having to get on them and be taken away. This can be very yeah. hard at first, but with general persistence, it is possible. Yes, it is absolutely 100% possible. Um, yeah. Especially if you're a visual thinker. Uh, I know that some people aren't, which was a new exciting lesson I learned on the internet. <laughs> oh, you learned psych on the internet. I did. Matt? Yeah. Uh, some people don't have inner monologues, and some people are not visual thinkers. Um, <laughs> but I am. So... Yeah, I do visualize stuff like that. I have to visualize it as waves because that's what I've worked with a therapist yeah. as. Um, mm-hmm. And it's okay to feel worry. It's okay to feel fear. It's okay to feel negative things and they will pass. Sure. Uh, and then they go on to say, name thoughts and feelings. To develop an awareness of thoughts and feelings, some people find it helpful to silently name them. 
here's the thought that I might fail the exam or this is anxiety. Um, yeah. that, that's another thing we're learning is to label thoughts and feelings. I actually have a, uh, a, an, what is it? A feelings chart. And <laughs> when I am feeling things that I can't explain because I, I, I'm very disconnected from things like emotions yeah. and stuff, I am supposed to find it on a chart and name it. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. For some reason that helps humans because we like to label things. Um, yeah. And then finally they say, free yourself from the past and future. Now this is very important in our current state of events. Uh, yes. You can practice mindfulness anywhere, but it can be especially helpful to take a mindful approach if you realize that for several minutes you've been, quote, trapped in reliving past problems or pre-living future worries. Um, yeah. I think that's what a lot of us are doing. I, I think it's human nature. Um, yeah, I think it is too. Yeah. So when you're having your hour a day of exercise or how much you ever much you choose to take, you know, have some mindfulness moments, just take a look within, uh, let yourself feel all the negative crap. Cause it's going to go away. It's your thought bus. It's going to drive away from the station. And, uh, but remember, as always, you got this. You really got yeah. this. And this time, especially, we got this together. Yeah, we're, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that. It's not you've got this, we've got this. Yes. We're all in it together. Absolutely. So those idiotic 3,000 people who decided to oh. sit in Lambeth Park and uh, Brockwell Park in Lambeth yesterday yeah. and ruin it for everyone else, there's something wrong with you, honestly. Yeah. Seriously. Be mindful of everyone, not just yourself at yes. this moment, because yes. it's only going to get, it's only going to be everyone else that gets affected because mm -hmm. of one or two complete asshats yeah. just, you know, absolutely ruining it for all of us we all want to go out in three oh, months yeah. time and actually go and enjoy our summer yeah i've, you know, I've got say. a convention i want to throw on so <laughs> i've got look i'm going to that convention exactly. i've got a non -ref, non-refundable oh, room yeah for goodness sakes i don't want to lose the the money oh, on that yeah. at all so exactly stay your come on, butts baby. home and take care of There's, each other and there uh, is no need to go and have a barbecue in a public no, park not right now that's, no, if you've got a garden, do it there. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, stop being stop being idiots. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, which has kind of been a theme the last few episodes. <laughs> like, yeah. wash your hands and stay at home. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's been the theme of most of the podcasts I've listened to over the last yeah, few weeks. Is most people just sit in there going, wash your damn hands, people. <laughs> yep. All right. So, well, uh, uh, yeah, just the, just the last point on this one. Yes. Just couple of little things just to remember wash your damn hands people <laughs> yes um sure. stay your two meters yeah. and just just take you know, it as if, it goes yeah take it as it comes if yeah. you need help because you're in a mentally unstable yes. place or a, a place that you don't want to be mm -hmm. reach out it could be anyone it could be it could be us it could be a good friend you know the samaritans the running. nh yes yeah, it could be anybody, you know, yeah. anyone you feel that you could trust or mm -hmm. even if you don't feel like you can trust them or you just want to talk to a complete stranger. That's absolutely fine too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, just keep yourself well because these are very hard times at the moment, obviously, mm -hmm. with keeping yourself very, you know, mentally unstable positions of having to be stuck in the house and not seeing your friends and family or your partners and all that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. difficult. It is very difficult. 
Yeah. And I can tell you from experience, I haven't seen my girlfriend in three weeks now because we can't see <sighs> each other. We're not allowed to. That would be so. Ah. I, I know we're we're having to make do. You know, yeah. You know, video calls and all that sort of thing. We'll do the trick for a while. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So the best thing to do is just to stay safe. Yeah, and we'll all come out through this much stronger. I promise yeah. you that. Um, we'll be a lot more connected. If, absolutely. Like, once once we're out of this, if we're all talking online and we're mm -hmm. communicating, you know, team members are all in WhatsApp groups together. This is yep. only helping to build a strong bonds. You know, absolutely. the strongest of bonds that humanity needs to actually stop war and poverty. Well, I was going to say bonds are created through adversity. Uh, we are now they, globally going through an adversity together. So it, it's been a very long time since we've had to deal with yes. global adverse right. uh, moment, you know. Uh, absolutely. So, and there is a reason why. I'm just going to say it. There's a reason why the uh, generation that fought in World War II are called the greatest generation. They uh, are. They really are. And then previous to that, well, some of them also went through the Great Depression and uh, they are yeah. they're, they're the ones that are uh, surviving the coronavirus, by the way. Have you noticed that? It's all the 90 yep. and 100 year olds that are coming through it. So uh, I know yeah. I, I have someone in my life that's 96. She might be 97 now. Damn. Ooh, that woman is strong. She's strong-minded. She's strong physically. She's like, she will tell you how it is and tell you I mean, how to be. I love it. I admire that good. generation very much. Yeah, fair play to her. You know, yeah. she's had to through probably yeah. a to... few of the worst situations that yeah. you've ever had to deal with in terms of human race. You know, I... war, mm -hmm. war, depression, you know. Um, she had to hide know, in the caves. Struggles. Yeah. Nuclear war. Well, when Belfast was in, Belfast actually had a blitz as well. I'm just learning this yeah. stuff. Uh, and I love history, guys, so I'll try to keep it short. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she actually had to hide in the caves uh, up on Cape Hill. I'm not Hill. surprised. And, uh, yeah, because of the bombs. And yeah. that's a strong generation, guys. That is yeah. like, th let's look to them. They're the ones surviving yeah, exactly. this. They made I mean it through. Look, we're sitting here with electricity and uh, internet they, and... They know. didn't even have that. No, they barely barely they, got any of that. They had candles and books in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they were lucky if they even had a house to come back oh, to. That and also, uh, she told me about how they only had like four different things to eat. It was like chicken, eggs, uh, potatoes and rice. They didn't even have like corn and any... Uh, you know, broccoli, Spam. none of that. All that stuff was like luxury items. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. So it's like, guys, we, we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through just fine. Exactly. We're yeah. doing pretty well as is already. We yes. can definitely get through this. Don't let the crazy people on the internet fear monger no. you, you know. And you can take away are... from that as well. Yeah. yeah. Log off social media. Do all of that sort of thing. Protect your well-being because that is what's most important. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We should probably okay. move on. Okay, so we're going to move on to our main topic now, which happens to be an interview with our guest. Who goes by the name of James Fraser Mewerson. <laughs> uh, and I butchered that, I know. Ah. Take it. I think called worse. Okay, but he is the cre uh, Director of Creative Arts at the Queen's College in Basingstoke. So uh, that's going to mean absolutely nothing to nobody. So do you want to just let us know what all of that means? <laughs> sure. Uh, thank you, everyone. Um, so I teach at Queen Mary's College in oh. Basingstoke. 
Yeah, that's the one. Um, and um, it's a 16 to 19 year old college, um, 16 to 19 year old students, uh, traditional college. Uh, it's got about 2,000 students there, and I teach um, level two and level three media. Used to teach uh, B, well, a combination of BTEC and A levels, film and media, and English as well. And I am currently helping to put together the first ever esports vocational course that, fingers crossed, will be released this coming September. Ah, oh, that's excellent. Um, mm, I, I was really interested to hear about that as well because I know you uh, were. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've been heavily involved in the esports side of things for quite a long period of time. And I think it's a great idea to start introducing mm -hmm. the potential for teaching people the way of uh, esports, kind of like how, um, you know, they teach that sort of thing to do with professional sports. So um, what is it that made you interested in uh, esports? Well, to be honest, um, I've been teaching for about 15, 16 years now, I believe. And normally, traditionally, when you get to a break between, say, period one or period two in the morning or you've got a lesson and then suddenly, the you know, if everyone's got to leg it for lunch, I was finding that more and more often students were actually staying put in the classroom. And yeah. five, six, seven years ago, they would be staying to watch the, um, the highlights of, I don't know, something like Match of the Day or something. Yeah. I think um, slightly illegal football stream. As the, uh, <laughs> as the months went by, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was noticing that actually what the students were doing, both male and female, they were staying put to watch uh, streams that were either live or pre-recorded streams of people playing against each other uh, in a variety of different computer games. So being someone who's interested in all things contemporary and exciting and being a, a fan of games himself, uh, I thought I would kind of spend a little bit more time trying to work out what the kids were interested in, what they were doing. And, and that's how I stumbled into understanding and hopefully putting together this uh, exciting esports course. Amazing. Yeah, I absolutely, I think that's fabulous. That's a, a bit of ingenuity there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, I think we're hopefully going to, be able to release the news soon and as i say be able to launch this for a september start and it's mm -hmm. a rare moment in education where there's something both contemporary exciting engaging yes and fun and you can have fun in education um but also yeah. educational as well because we're looking at the esports franchise and business as being the thing that's currently ticking and ticking the entire country along to be honest it's making more revenue mm -hmm. than the english uh, sorry than the music uh, and the film industry put together yeah. but yeah. it's not actually well known really to anyone unless unless you are sort of already interested in these type of things so what we're hoping is that the course that was put together will have a very strong educational feel to it um, and it will involve an awful lot about what the industry is how the industry works how you can get into it from a sort of stage management perspective branding legal and ethical opportunities uh, yeah all sorts of things like that so i should probably put a disclaimer out now that if you're if you're an esporter then the course that we've we've helped put together there's very little gaming on it um, <laughs> realistically if you're a gamer you're going to be doing that anyway oh yeah, yeah um, that that's mostly going to uh, be in your free time isn't it yeah, absolutely. So what we what we did is that when we spoke to the relevant powers at B who came into Queen Mary's College and spoke to our students, all of them, bar none, all of them said 
they want to get an understanding of the business because they already game so the units that are out there they will involve around as i say branding and and sort of how to how to understand things from a a mental and a physical perspective but Mm -hmm. being able to look after your mental health and dealing with topics such as gambling addiction and and all of these useful things that people need to understand and take seriously but it's also how to build up your own business and avatar and personality online and the pitfalls that come with it uh and it's it's like a really good contemporary um qualification that's out there will be out there that's amazing to hear really because there's a that's a one side of the the esports aspect that they don't actually take into account is the logistical side of things you know who has to set up the flights and you know the the travel arrangements for these teams that are going out to different competitions uh actually signing players up is Mm -hmm. is a huge logistical nightmare as well and i think it would be really interesting to sort of get that side to people more than more so than just the playing side of things because like you said if they want to play they're going to play it regardless but Not many people are going to have the facilities that are available to them to actually get a, you know, a BTEC or a degree or anything like that in team management uh, and stuff like that. But we, we've put together, as I say, units that also deal with things like the coaching side of it. Yeah. Um, nutrition and the psychological aspect oh, to it, but also things like sh- um, shoutcasting amazing and you're not going to find that in any other qualification out there in the world for obvious reasons but yeah some of this qualification will be a combination of media and business and sport but then you've got the just specific things of as i say shoutcasting and esports law and legislation that you're not going to find elsewhere which is why it's so contemporary and so sort of now that the kids are just going to love this course they're going to absolutely eat it up and we can't wait to be part of that really Oh, mm. that is exciting. That's absolutely, I'm, for me, like, I, I, I'll be very, very honest right here that I was not the world's best student. And <laughs> I was very, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I was, was I. Uh, yeah, I was very disengaged. So uh, when you say engaging, that really, that caught me because it, it's true. If you, if you put it in a packet, like a pretty package, like esports, um, that would get, that would get people that are gamers already like, oh, interested. And then you can slip in the actual practical, uh, you know, knowledge and stuff. And I, I find that that's fascinating. That's absolutely creative. I I, I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, and I, yeah. I, I think that's, I, I wish you the greatest success with it because I'm completely intrigued. <laughs> but, I, I do uh, think it's going to be popular. And I do think, I do think that... So, yeah. um, yeah, and, and the people who have really kind of pushed this together is a uh, is a very nice new found friend of mine called Tom Dore from the British Esports Association, and people up at Barnsley College uh, who who a similar sort of approach to it that we have at Queen Mary's, which is we started off with just an enrichment of esports, mm-hmm. and we ran that uh, September just gone, and normally the way that enrichment works at queen mary's college is that you you can pick to a certain degree whichever one takes your fancy but it always has to be whenever you've got a study period mm-hmm. um you tend to find that there's only 15 maybe 20 if you're lucky in a, in a course of enrichment because you've you've got yeah. other studies going on right. whereas we launched uh, the esports enrichment on a wednesday and a thursday afternoon outside of college hours and we got 55 oh, wow. and then we got a waiting list of 15 and we realized oh, that it's wow. not you know we're onto something good here but we've got to find intuitive ways of ingenious ways of, of keeping them mm-hmm. 
happy and keeping them going and keeping them ticking along. So we we started talking to the right people about how we can turn this into a qualification. And I was approached to kind of um, have some sway on on a on a level two and a level three qualification for for this coming September. And um, the enrichment club that we put together, we now signed up to start competitive games with the as i say the aforementioned british esports association and they've been fantastic and i you know if you're listening and you're part of a school or a, or a college i can't recommend enough signing up to it because we learned so much and it was really good fun and it's it's the only time really within education as well that i've seen both this the first year students and the second year students all work together collaboratively oh. and in a night because yeah you know there's always this this I don't know, hierarchy, isn't there, of the second years are, are too cool for school. They're not going to hang out with the first years and the first years are, are kind of new and shiny and trying to find their way around certain things and colleges and stuff. And mm. even in, even on your traditional sports that get played on a Wednesday afternoon, the football team, you know, more often than not, has probably got the first years in it because the second years have discovered driving or girls by then. So they're, they're not that interested. And so with the rugby team. Or both, well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> Um, if everyone's happy i'm happy uh so uh it was a it was a rare but a very nice thing to see sort of cultivate in uh in this enrichment we had on a wednesday afternoon and um yeah and the students have also had a sway in it by saying yeah we don't want to do the gaming in this qualification we want to know the aspects of business we want the industry we know that all these other things are happening but we want to know that the nitty-gritty of it and um, hopefully, if we're lucky, that in conjunction with the September release of this qualification, um, we're working with a, a local education provider of ours who's going to help us open a brand new uh, floor oh, just wow. for esports at our college. Yeah, That's and if all goes to plan, we'll be able to saddle up with, um, hopefully, I can't promise yet, all these things have got to be worked out, but hopefully with um, Lenovo, and oh, uh, the game winners because oh, they're yeah. two local uh, basing stone companies and mm -hmm. possibly uh, a certain arm uh, of HP if we can on top of that and also as a, as a team a C learning team who work very closely with and for Google who are also very interested oh, in what we're doing so I'm really hoping that this thing will, will take off as I say and we'll be able to launch with all of these people in September and then we'll be having a waiting list which Again, I mean, education is almost unheard of these days. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah, um, I will say that, uh, let's say about two years ago, I think I caught my first Overwatch tournament. And uh, obviously held in the US, I think it was held in New York. But the amount of money that Blizzard put into uh, the sets the lighting the everything all the background stuff and then of course flying out the competitors um and then each of them having their own uh you know pc um i knew there was money they were making a lot of money to be able to put that out so i'm glad that there's like young people that are interested in the um the kind of economics in the in the of the the business side of things um, mm. So that's well, I, that's one. Yeah, and I think what I, I mean, I'm also quite lucky that my college has supported me with this because we're not a college flush yes. with money because there's yeah. no money in education. No one's got any. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But we have been quite lucky with the principal. Uh, she she gets it. 
she isn't an esporter. <laughs> but uh, she she gets it. She's aware of the coverage in the last couple of years. There's more and more stories appearing on so you know the BBC yeah. website or the Guardian or whatever. And yeah. that's helped the cause a little bit. Um, but also you've got the students who are driving it. And if the students want to do something, then if we can, we should make it happen. And I don't know. I mean, the exact figure figures, but the esports industry is worth, I don't know, North of 120 yeah. billion easily. It's yeah. a huge, huge industry. Yeah. And I've, only, I've only seen it grow yeah. within the last 10 years. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a bit behind on that, actually, but we are slowly getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you've got the likes of Gareth Bales now starting his own esports team. Drake's yeah. got involved with um, 100 yeah, Thieves or whatever. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All of this is kind of helping to, to push these things along. And, Mm-hmm. It's it, the argument I will have with parents undoubtedly will be the same argument I've had with parents over 10, 15 years of what's the point of media studies? What's the oh, point of film dear. studies? Oh. And now I'll be having, what's the point of esports? Well, it's striving the economy. Yes. And there's two universities that I hope to work with, both um, the University of Staffordshire, the Digital uh, Institute campus, and also Chichester Uni, who are two of the first universities yeah. to do an esports degree. Funnily, if we can align ourselves working with them, then great. Yeah, funny that I had um, a workmate who actually went down to Chichester for the uni and said the who did say the same thing that the digital culture side of things was growing hugely in their campus. Yeah, we hope. I mean, there's a very talented sort of lecturer and he, uh, FIFA uh, commentator down there called Brandon Smith, who's who's brilliant and he's a he's a lecturer there. And when he's not, he's or he was anyway, being flown around Europe, oh, being wow. able to. On, on FIFA games and Amazing. You know, he's, he's someone who got it I know I know I've tried really hard to see if there's any jobs going. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I haven't I haven't uh, I'd be rubbish but uh, it's knowing that these things exist and therefore we have to understand them and embrace them and we have to take these things a little bit more seriously I think than we will and the conversation yeah. with the parents would be look have a look at these units have a look at this specification for this for this esports uh, yeah. subject Remove everything that says esports, replace it with the word business, and then tell me it's not worthwhile. And then I think by then we're on to a winner. Oh, because definitely. It's, it's all set up from a logistical business, mm-hmm. uh, health, health and sort of well being perspective, uh, how to create and set up your own events. It's, everything's incredibly well thought through because yeah. we realize that. This, this gap in education is missing and we can tie in the fun bit, as I say, with the, the learning bit and hopefully off they go to do a degree in esports or, and or go on and become a, a, you know, a business person within that world. And that's great. That's what it should be about. Oh, 100%. I agree with you there. Um, one of the things that has, was interesting me about this is that as someone who's actually organised and held tournaments on a local scale it would have been nice to have something like this to give me some of the skills that I needed to know before going into it rather than having to learn it all on the fly and then sort of try and make an event that was half yeah. decent based <laughs> on that. So, yeah, it was a huge struggle trying to put, put events together with no prior knowledge and nobody in the industry really willing to actually say to you, oh, this is how you put a good event on. You know, so it's all very learned experiences from my my end. But to have something that's available to you that you're actually getting some people in the industry come into down to the colleges and actually, you know, 
being as part of the curriculum, I think is only going to be beneficial to the future of esports as a legitimate, you know, sporting uh, platform, basically, much in the same sense that traditional sports. Well, yeah, and I think that's, that's part of it as well. And of course, unfortunately, everyone's suffering in some form or another due to mm-hmm. COVID-19. But yeah. all it's done is increase the popularity, but also the awareness of esports that, that's happening globally. I yeah. mean, we, we had a flipping virtual Grand National yesterday. I mean, I that, that's I that in as well. nuts. Yeah, I still lost. <laughs> <laughs> I knew nothing about that until I saw it on TV yesterday. I was like, well, they're doing a gr- virtual national? Oh, it, it, it looked very impressive. I was intrigued as to how it would look, but you yeah. still got some absolute yeah. idiots on Twitter who were complaining that the crowd weren't two metres apart. Oh, my God. God. I've lost the world to live here. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure if I can cope with this. But, you know, things, things like that are being brought to general, general public's awareness, and, I, and that's yeah. a good thing. And... If if esports isn't for you, then don't do it. Right. Don't let it worry. Let it stress you out. Go and do something else. That's okay. Absolutely. But for those that are interested, and there are a huge amount, mm-hmm. then this might be something you're interested in. Oh, come yeah. September. And my, I mean, I, I have uh, a Twitter and Instagram account purely for, for the esports uh, business that we're looking at now and I'll, I'll tell you what that is towards the end of the podcast but I have to say the people I've asked for help uh, for on social media particularly within the esports world whether that's from a business perspective or education perspective everyone has been incredibly generous with their time mm-hmm. um, and I think that's because everyone's really excited by this and everyone's it, it's quite a nice kind of collaboration that's taking part globally and yes you've got the rivalries with um, Fnatic or Excel or whatever's going on and that's quite fun to watch but even far yeah. far lower down than that you've just got everyone who wants to pitch in and help drive their their own little kind of principality of this wonderful thing yeah, to be yeah. I, I agree I think this is all you know some of this is a quite a selfish aspect in that respect you know everybody wants to see this on the curriculum because we are all gamers. We all want to see gaming grow, oh, yes. uh, even more so than it has done in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. And like you said, nobody really understands that the gaming industry is more profitable than the music industry and the film industry at the moment. So yeah. if you could find a base way into that, into this community by offering people a course to do esports, then fantastic. It's a niche market, and I think that you'll definitely conquer that and do oh, yeah. massive, massive success on that one because uh, I think the biggest stumbling point, and I think you have already mentioned it, is probably the parents. Is that right? Absolutely. And and as I say, I mean, every open evening I've had it, my fourth college now, I think, they've always gone, parents have always gone, what is media studies? What's the point? yeah i'm pretty sure my parents were the same when i was applying for college and i wanted to do media studies they were like what is the point of media studies what is it yeah to, to be honest i mean again if media studies is for you same as esports don't do it don't worry about it but <laughs> i would argue now in the year of, of fake news and and generally the world going mad then media studies and sociology is arguably more important than anything else but anyway that's two subjects i actually did so <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah see i'm not all wrong uh, <laughs> no definitely not i think i mean if you, you can say to your parents you want to know what the Super Bowl is, don't you? 99% yeah. of people will go, yeah, okay. Well, there's this thing called League of Legends. 
it's a game. <laughs> More people watch that live yes. than the live Super Bowl. That's true. And yeah, you kind of got some, some context there, haven't you? And you, you can kind of go from there. And they'll go, okay, well, that's fine. That's all gaming. I don't want my son or daughter to game. They do that at three o'clock in the morning anyway. And you go, no, that's fine. So why don't we introduce a course where they understand how to frame it around something that's sensible and they have a routine yeah. and we deal with their mental yeah. health and we deal with how they become entrepreneurs if they want to or they just want to know how to manage a, a tournament or an event. Let's look yeah. at that. Branding, as I said, or you know, the legal and ethical side of this because everyone wants a piece of this action at the moment. This is important. And mm. yeah, I think, I think again... Uh, when we, we, I did have, I did actually have talks lined up at various places in the next few months, and um, the festival of education was going to be one, and digital institute was going to be another, and Warwick, what have you? Um, yeah. And they, they were all interested in how esports and education align themselves. Hence, why I was going to go and chat about it. Of so course, yeah. it is slowly becoming out there, and and you know, this, you know, yourselves are helping me and and various others kind of push this message through that it's not a whim it's not going to go away anywhere soon that's right it's going to be graduating for jobs that don't even exist soon so or don't exist sorry at the moment so we've got to we've got to get their digital skills up we've got to get their awareness up but we've got to make sure they leave us knowing what it is they want to do and how to do it well Um, and so yeah. yeah let's do it from an educational perspective absolutely um i should probably explain for the very few americans in our audience that the schooling structure is a bit different uh, over here. Uh, yeah. What we call high school is what you guys call college. Or um, sixth form, basically. Or yeah. sixth form, yes, exactly. So, uh, now guys, you have to correct me because I don't understand this. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and our uh, high schools, our traditional high schools, uh, you have a set, you know, course load uh, of about, Eh, about six subjects and then you have two that are more like your fun ones like your art courses or your you know you can be in band or sports um and it stays that way until you graduate with a high school diploma over here you guys uh at about the last two years uh of school i think uh your students get to choose stuff they're interested in uh options yeah take their options for gcse's that's right ah i'm learning Um, (laughs) yeah 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 i was was actually gonna say i'll let the teacher take this one yeah i'm so (laughs) probably more knowledgeable of the structure (laughs) (laughs) but no he's he's, uh, nailed it to be honest yeah bang on and then uh and and so you get to kind of you guys don't graduate with one generalized diploma. You graduate. You graduate with things uh, more specialized it's, subjects. Correct. It can well from from my experience, it could potentially be two. So you have your GCSEs, which mm-hmm. you know the last of high school in America would be our two years of BTEC College or yes, uh, right. levels or something like that. So you can yeah. come away with um, AS and A two qualifications as well, which is basically your A levels. Yes, which I forget what they're called. Let me think in the U.S. Uh, it would be what we call junior college, uh, an associate's. Yeah. That's what it's called. It's the equivalent of an associate's, which means you can you can actually get hired based on that. Uh, yeah, that's yes. exactly it. And so, yeah, for you guys out there that are uh, from the U.S., like myself, it's a bit different. Um, 
personally, I prefer it this way because you can specialize or especially tailor your education uh, as opposed to just a general overview. Um, So and also. Also, you're not forced to stay into school into until you're 18. Right, that's another thing. Yeah, you guys can uh, stop school at 16, I think. You can. If we, I, I think that might have changed. So, oh, James, okay. is that any different? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it, it's not quite that. Oh, okay. so it, it's a grey area depending on. <laughs> yeah, it who you speak to. Uh, and then we've got the world of apprenticeships, uh, uh, which I won't ever go into either because that's quite dull. But, um, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, the last two years of school is called year 10 and 11. So that's when you're doing your GCSEs and you've made your options. And then you'll come into the sixth form level, which is where I teach. And that's for 16 to 19 year olds. And they do, uh, they can either do three A levels. So they have three subjects of choice or they can do traditionally, if it's not three, they do one vocational subject. And that is the equivalent to three A levels. And then they would go on from us and either go into a degree uh, or to, straight into employment or an apprenticeship or combination of any of those things, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I actually very much uh, admire that structure um, because uh, with a generalized high school diploma, you, you weren't qualified to work anywhere. <laughs> You're qualified to work uh, what we would call unskilled labor. Um, sometimes, so I GameStop. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's all it qualifies you for. Whereas I've seen and talked to uh, people here, and they leave school, you know, with uh, like a computer science certificate or something, and it's like, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Ugh. <laughs> uh, it certainly keeps us busy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Regardless of subject, that actually uh, brings up another question I wanted to ask, uh, just because just I'm curious. Um, so we're currently, and I, I'm pretty sure the U.S. is experiencing this as well, but we're currently in a kind of lockdown mode, and a lot of the schooling has been uh, canceled as far as you know meeting in public. So there's a lot of homeschooling going on. Uh, so... Have you had to do a lot of uh, virtual classrooms type teaching? <laughs> uh, yeah, in a word, yes. <laughs> I've, had to, I've been far busier the last two weeks than oh, wow. than an incredibly normal busy day. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, in some cases, because this all rapidly took off quite quickly, the lockdown, mm-hmm. the yes, lockdown. It yeah, it, I was one of the few members of staff to be deployed within college to get every other teacher who wasn't ready to teach remotely oh wow how to teach remotely so yeah, yeah. We had lots of lunchtime sessions and after college sessions for staff yeah. which begrudgingly some went to some didn't um and then in the two weeks that i've been off college uh running my classes normally albeit virtually through all things google hangout and google classroom if mm-hmm. i'm allowed to mention yeah. that. um when i haven't had those classes i've been having a truckload of one-to-ones with staff right. uh, going, how do you do this? How does that get, <laughs> how do you submit this? And where's the student? Value? It's just like, okay. So you've had to be incredibly patient and kind with them all because oh, it's a new world for everyone. Uh, yeah. And I'm currently, um, again, for those listening in elsewhere, not in the UK, I'm currently on a two-week break for Easter. Right. And come tomorrow, an awful lot of, teachers up and down the land and are just going to feel a bit odd because we've suddenly got nothing to do and and 
we're going to have less marking to do and less planning to do because suddenly education's almost come to a halt in some areas, particularly right. your, your your 17 to 18 year olds, because suddenly we've all got to make a decision to use a variety of algorithms and data to make predicted predicted grades and oh gosh yeah uh, there's gonna yeah. be quite a motivation problem for, for staff and students i think in a couple of weeks because suddenly well, everyone's hard work over 18 months is suddenly oh, yeah i read that, yeah it's a weird one yeah i read that they like canceled uh, exams and such kind of nationally i guess trying to use the right words uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and from what i understand the um exams that they canceled were uh, important exams for the kids next year is that right um yeah ultimately yes i mean the the, the major impact will be on the students yeah who are due to take either mocks and then eventually exams uh when we when we returned in two weeks because right. they're not going to happen now yeah so three weeks ago students were studying for something oh, gosh. now it's not a thing yeah uh it, it's bizarre the first years uh i think possibly in all of this are the ones that were almost forgotten about or neglected about uh, yeah. our college, to say, because the immediate impact would have been on the second years but suddenly it's the first years who are missing out on two months of knowledge yes. from April yeah where they've still got to know it because they've still got an exam in 18 months they've now potentially got less time to oh. prepare for it but again who knows what the legacy of this will be right. but it's just a mad time but a really good time if you like esports. <laughs> yes, of course. That's true. <laughs> yep. Uh, I am available for remote learning or talking or chats or anything because I don't know what I'm going to do for the next few months. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually really good to, uh, we, we should say that uh, you are available for, for talks and such. Um, okay, I'll, I'll ask this question and then we'll probably wind it down to let you get on. Uh because we can talk quite a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, 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 I will pretty much invite myself back on for another talk. Don't oh, worry. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, uh, you're definitely more than welcome to come back for one. Of them. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, but so, because I'm still trying to wrap my mind around all of this. Uh, <laughs> have you done? Uh, so, what's it like? like mm, how do I say this? Uh, are there more difficulties in teaching virtually or as opposed to, you know, physically present or, you know, how, how is that? Is it just, it's not all that yeah, so there is, no, it's, it's bizarre because mm -hmm. you've suddenly got to have an online, what's the word, etiquette, I right. suppose. Yeah. Where you've got to, well, one, we don't, students don't have their webcams on. For obvious reasons okay, and right, stuff. Okay, that's after another webcams that's on for obvious reasons. And mm -hmm. uh, so the way that we've <clears throat> the variety of ways you can remote teach. Um, but the live ones that we tend to do at the start of the week, where we get students to check in, ask any questions about what they or do they need help with anything, we get them to sort of online register themselves. So we know that a they're present and b they know what they're doing. Um, it's a little bit trickier because suddenly, in an online chat forum you can't be the kid who suddenly doesn't get it because the only way that you, oh, right. the only way as a teacher, you'd know if they don't get it is if they write in a chat for everyone else. That goes, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's awful. You can create other avenues to look after them and you can tell by whether they submit work or whether they contact you sort of privately through email or through um, Google chat stuff as an example. 
but suddenly as well you're creating um a 24 7 availability where i always say to staff you know treat yourself after after five o'clock six o'clock don't reply to anyone you need you need a break yes and as a head of faculty i get i usually get 80 90 emails a day Oh, yes. Easy. Uh, Yeah, and that's from parents or staff and students and whatever. And that's unfortunately still been maintained. Although it's slightly less from staff, it's now slightly more from parents or students going, I'm sorry, I don't know, Dave wasn't in class today. Uh, Our Wi-Fi was on the blink or our parents aren't very well because they're suddenly self-isolating and you think, right, you might want to get the the good sound ready, but suddenly it's a it. you know you've got you've got to have absolute sympathy mm-hmm. for whatever they're going through because have they got a wi-fi system that allows them to download and access all of this stuff is it unlimited oh, or is right. it capped and yeah wow. if you haven't got wi-fi because it's broken because the entire world's on it have you yeah. got enough 4g data to stay in touch and are your parents key workers or are you oh, at home gosh. or have you suddenly got to look after your little brothers and sisters and yeah also, for a lot of students, college is a safe, nice place to go to for a security blanket, and it's a routine, and right. that doesn't exist anymore. But as right. teachers, we still, you know, we still go above and beyond, like all good teachers should. But it's quite a, it's quite a weird thing, to be honest. No, I can quite imagine how thing. difficult it really is at the moment with all the remote working, learning, and that. Like, how is it that you're having to, you know, get the curriculum out to these people? to these kids now is it done via like google hangouts or Um, as a as a college we've moved towards google classroom and and the google uh, kind of bits and bobs which i'm sure hundreds of other educational institutes have discovered probably years ago and use effectively um done no yes no we're still here Oh, yeah, no, sorry, uh, yeah. a bit uh, blank. Just had, um, had a weird drop there. Yeah. Cut out, yeah. Yeah, we're back. Uh, uh, so all we've got to do as teachers, we've just got to, where possible, try and do some pre-record stuff. Yep. Uh, and there's there's lots of other clever things out there that we'll um, be able to use to kind of set your class, do a 10-minute pre-record or a five-minute pre-record on a Sunday night, say, mm-hmm. and then you virtually online for them to access on a traditional lesson time at, say, 8.50 on a Monday yeah and it the teacher saying hello they're sharing their screen this is where you find this assignment this is where you find your research i will check in with you wednesday any questions get hold of me away you go oh okay so and it's not you like you're standing in front of a webcam for the next hour and a half or uh, it's some day, some can. It, it's whatever okay. whatever you feel comfortable with as a as a teacher and also where you are sort of within the syllabus whether you're revi- revising or setting or creating or starting off or what have you yeah. and for everyone up and down the country there's there's you know everyone's more confident with technology than others so it's whatever you can do and is realistic Um, well that's that's um, the thing that's interesting to me about this whole thing now with this being pretty much a standard for everyone for the next few months potentially how big of an impact is this going to make on the future of schooling oh yeah i mean uh, there, there's a saying that I didn't coin myself, but it, it's technology won't replace teachers, but teachers yeah. who use technology will. Oh, wow. And I wow. Think, oh, nice. Yeah. That's... I've stuck to that for the last few years, and I, I have a bit of a fight with my colleague who, who are 
slowly approaching um, some areas of, of ILT and teaching and learning than than others and that's fine because we're at a very good college and very good results but I would quite happily if it were down to me and there's loads of reasons why it isn't uh, would push us further and faster for these type of things I think it's sort of beggars belief that it's 2020 mm-hmm. and yeah. kids can't do an online assessment for an exam still yes yeah yeah I think they're talking about that for 2021 but you've got more I mean I've just I've just had to re- remortgage my house because my my mortgage was up so I did every I sort of changed banks and mortgage and all of that mm-hmm. and it was all done through x amount of security online you yeah. put your electronic signature on it you sign yeah. that that was closed Absolutely. you to go through two-factor verifications and mm-hmm. brilliant if i can you know i will never ever have anything more expensive in my life than my house <laughs> and i managed to do, i managed to get that done in 10 minutes and yet i can't get students to sit an hour's exam on macbeth oh, for free fear yeah. and everything else you think that's not right and I think there's way more technology than needed out there to make this happen. I just think that with most things, it's not always the right people in charge who make the decisions further up the line in government and yeah, yeah education or whatever. But that's this across is like the board, yeah. Ramped. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. It will always be that. Yeah. Well, you only have to look at the EU Parliament trying to pass through Article 13 like a couple of years ago when they just didn't understand what the whole deal with the internet really is and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had a similar I don't have a problem with people. Sorry. I was just saying we had a similar experience in the US with the SOPA, as they called it. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, SOPA. Yeah. Just you, there's a people of a certain age that don't quite understand how the internet works <laughs> yeah. yeah and i don't have a problem with that i don't have right. a problem with going i don't get it right. i i would have a problem and again i'm not saying that's the case but I, mm-hmm. I would have a problem with them going i don't get it but i don't want to learn <laughs> yes exactly exactly and that that's yeah, the impression right. i got from the eu parliament when I heard a few people who had actually given talks there talking about it said that they literally had no idea how it worked yeah. but weren't willing to learn how it worked oh yeah yeah see now I think <laughs> exactly and I think we're now having to be forced to do so and a lot of these people who didn't understand it are now going to understand what it really to. is yeah. all about yeah, yeah uh, I, I think so and I think you've got more students than ever before who are so incredibly tack uh, tech savvy yes that they yeah. and yeah, the amount of stuff they do online whether they know it or not they're, they're sort of building online empires and they've got yeah. multiple screens open on multiple That's devices true. and they can multitask i just don't think they see it as that okay. and they are they've got a currency that we don't understand but that makes us wrong as opposed to them and i think i think there are you know Absolutely. things we all need to do understand better but hey ho what do i know <laughs> well, no, I, I absolutely agree. Much, probably. Well, by my technicality, we're all boomers compared to them. Oh God! <laughs> I know, right? I know. I'm waiting to be put back in my place in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, we can try it. I will say, uh, my my sister uh, teaches. Uh, we would call them kindergartners. I don't. Do you? Is that fair to say here? Five year olds? <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I'm, yeah. I, I, just about got the frame of reference, I think, from a really bad film with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. what I went with it. But then okay. I'm old, so you know. So that age group, and uh, so they're doing, um, they're all hopping on together for a check-in uh, with like the parents and the and the little kids. And yep. 
she said that uh, several times during her check-in with everyone, because they all are on at the same time, mm -hmm. uh, one or two of them will grab the laptop from their parents and say, let me show you my house. <laughs> and they <take> it out. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I've got a six-year-old and I'm keeping him away. He, if, you know, if he's done his homework and state affairs, then we will go and smash out a game of lego city police oh, or whatever yes, oh nice. that's apparently a great game it is oh no it's absolutely wicked but we are not you know counter-striking nor league of legend <laughs> yet and for as long as i can keep him off that and a mobile phone i'm happy yeah oh good but when he's ready it'll be done with in the right in the right proper ways because it's, it's his upbringing it's his culture he's got to know it and he's got to know how to do it all properly so. oh yeah. yeah that's nice Great. that's excellent do you uh yeah. do you get the 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 kids in your class do they call you coach yet <laughs> oh do the kids what sorry call you coach yet <laughs> oh, if i if i'm one of the aforementioned companies i hope to work with who are um going to i won't mention it it's one of the yeah. four, just in case they can't. But they are yeah. they are going to hopefully design us some incredibly sexy jerseys. <laughs> and nice. And I have specifically said that I am a medium, albeit just, uh, and I need coach on the back. Otherwise, that's I'm going to kick off. That's, uh, nice. <laughs> that's my only, that's my only <laughs> rider. That's my only stipulation. Uh, so good. My, so good. My only demand is that you know yeah. me as coach going forward. Exactly. <laughs> Do not look me in the eyes. <laughs> other than that we're good to go to be honest oh, that's, so that's excellent um, well yeah. uh, do you have anything more you wanted to add Pete before we um, do our wrap -up? the only other question is is you said you had a six year old and they're playing games at the moment um, are you going to be enrolling them onto this course when they're out of age <laughs> oh, is, though, I made this fatal mistake uh Oh, I don't know, a couple of months back when I thought about this, I thought there is a chance that I might be deemed a cool dad. <laughs> I hate bringing this thing together. And then I thought, no, he's never going to think that, is he? So um, as and when, as and when he wants to make those decisions, uh, whatever, because by the time he swings into GCSE land, there will probably be a GCSE in esports, oh, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, yes, 10 years yeah. Time, so um, surprise me. Uh, yeah. Well, I can lie and say I was a part of that as well, but I don't think I will be. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, if he so if he wants it, it's all his, of course it is. Uh, I will be I will be proud. His mum, less so. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one further down the line. Now uh, whatever Noah wants, uh, if it's suitable it's all his, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I I actually don't have any more questions. Kylie, did you have uh, any more? I I'm I'm out. I mean, I could sit here and talk about uh, education and video games for the next three hours, but I think we'll spare the listener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we are very thankful to our guest, uh, James, the esports teacher, uh, or coach. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, we're just we're not going to introduce you next time. It's just coach. Yeah, coach. Okay. That's fine. No, 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 that's fine. We'll put a webcam on so you can specifically not look at me in the eyes. That's right. oh, excellent, absolutely. Um, but uh, and we're we're always thankful for our listeners stopping by and uh, giving us a listen as they do every week. We really have some of the best listeners out there. I might be biased, but hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're definitely biased. Ah, well. Um, <laughs> so having said that, we have 
many different ways where you people out there in listener land can contact us. Um, but first, I think we should probably let uh, James give his info out. Where can they uh, find you across the internets? Uh, well, first of all, thank you again for letting me kind of prattle on for a bit. I've uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, secondly, um, you're welcome to find me in, on dear old LinkedIn, where I'm slightly more professional and less sweary, uh, <laughs> with the, the name that I, I will ask uh, you both to put in your, your description, because I'm not um, even going to pretend to say it for I people to, to find it. Thank you. Um, and you can also find me on, on Twitter, which is the eSports teacher, which is at Fraser eSports. And also on Instagram, which is the underscore eSports underscore teacher. And I will happily talk for as long or as little as anyone wants to talk to me about, whether that's esports and education or just the fun of esports. Um, and I'm always happy to kind of contribute if I can. Absolutely. That's excellent. Um, I am actually very excited to see uh, this become a success because I do feel it's going to be quite a success. And, uh, and it is exactly the direction that we're heading in um, yeah. nowadays. Um, I agree. Yeah. Definitely agree with that one. But if you want to catch our reviews for the week, you can find us at www.rapidreviewsuk.com. Uh, we also have our Twitter page, which is, well, the Rapid Reviews Twitter, which is at Rapid Reviews UK. Uh, there's mm-hmm. also our uh, podcast Twitter. God, I'm so bad at this part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at RR Radio Pod. Um, and our newest one, which is twitch.tv slash rrradiopod, which you should maybe, fingers crossed, catch Pete uh, at the end of this week um, streaming Final Fantasy. Uh, yes, my my copy came early. Uh, I wanted to stream, like I said, on uh, Friday that's just been. Uh, but the PS4 doesn't allow you to because I don't think they've uh, flicked the switch on that one because the game's yeah. not officially out yet. Yeah. Um, and then if for some reason you're still using Facebook, <laughs> you can find us over there, <laughs> Rapid Reviews UK. Uh, and then Pete, where can they find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Pete Beckett one, where I just tweet a load of nonsense about games and all that sort of thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and Kylie, what about you? Where do they find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me at Kylie Tegreet, K-I-L-E-Y-T-E-H-G-R-E-E-T, where I am currently tweeting about the ups and downs of being diagnosed as autistic and dealing with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that wraps it up for everything. Uh, uh, not one. Yeah. No, no, two things. Oh, two, two things. things. Two things. Okay. Yeah, two things. I had one more question for James. Sure. Uh, oh. how, do, how do I enroll? Uh, well you specifically uh can help me out with uh any ps4 games (laughs) (laughs) pretty cheap i will accept uh, any codes going i'm going slightly mad without them Uh, and i need a very good uh, reference from your old school teacher college teacher jude (laughs) (laughs) i'll get get in touch and see if she can give me a glowing recommendation probably not gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) on that one okay so last thing is is obviously our uh the last thing that we do on every episode is a game fact so i wanted you to both 
know about a game that I'm not particularly fond about, but is very <laughs> iconic to everyone. So did you know that Goldeneye on the N64 only had nine developers working on the game, with eight of them having no experience in game development? Wow. Oh my god! Wow! Now wait! That is, that's before, mad. Before we end this... <laughs> yep. <laughs> you knew I was going to say this. You aren't interested in Goldeneye? <laughs> Um, as an FPS at, at the time, it was great. Yes. Carly uh, and I need to do the next few shows without you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it, it's one analog stick. It doesn't control well like the others, like the other first-person shooters do nowadays. That's all it is. Uh huh. It's one of the first esports people would say. <laughs> Goldeneye yep. tournaments. I spent a lot yep. of my Ver teen years. <laughs> very true and i've just got a message through from james that says he's uh, i'm dead to him now so that that's, that's ruined true. my chances of getting enrolled yeah, yeah we're behind the curtain now <laughs> best music i've ever ever had was a uh, few friends uh 100 tubs of pringles oh, on the yes. n64 oh, yeah probably about 15 oh, i mean I, I loved goldeneye back in the day and cheating but at me. I, I, I have I have actually gone back and played it since, and it is not easy to go back and play. That's all I was trying to get across. Yeah. And nostalgia is a killer, though, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. The, that's the issue. It's like Mario Mario Kart sixty four and Mario sixty four. It's quite hard yeah. to go back and play because they're, but it's nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. So. Okay, well, thanks everyone <laughs> for stopping by again. Uh, we do love it when you do, and uh, we will be back next week because that's the thing that we do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we will see everyone next week. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>